Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Egg Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of farm finance and rural life. I'm Adam Albrick with Egg Country, and today we're going to explore a concept that is used by lenders to assess financial risk. Here to help us navigate this topic is Parker Wiltsey, who serves as the VP Branch Manager for Egg Country in Lisbon, North Dakota. Welcome, Parker. Thanks for having me. Parker, there is a credit risk chain or business risk chain that lenders utilize throughout the process. A lot of people, when they think of farming, they think of risks such as weather, things that they can't control in that aspect. But there are some very controllable variables, aren't there? Right. You know, there's the market risk, which we're kind of at the mercy of, depending upon, you know, any on any given year going up and down. But that can be offset using different tools, you know, forward marketing contracts, things like that, um, hedging, and then also tying that together with their multi-parallel um, insurance coverage. So, and also hail insurance and different types of insurance. It helps reduce the risk on any given year if an operation is more proactive in, you know, taking those steps or type of insurances or forward marketing and whatnot. And so marketing and risk management tools are step number one, which you just addressed. Is there anything else that kind of falls along that chain? Well, when we're looking at, you know, the marketing management tools in the step one, you know, what typically take for analysis purposes, a 20% shock to what your projected income would be for the year, whether that's, you know, a type of crop income, livestock income, or any other you know, farm-related income you might have on the top level, where is that projected income going to be at based on if you have nothing marketed, what are kind of prices at today or we're projecting them to be? You take a 20% hit across the board, you know, how is that going to affect your income and then how will that affect, you know, going down to the next level, your overall earnings and your cash flow position? So let's move on to step number two, which is earnings. What are all the different factors that are coming into play here? Your earnings is just that, again, that projected earnings mark that we've set based on what you have from, you know, what you have sold or unsold um, projected crop market, you know, minus your expenses. You know, where are we when we're going through that annual cash flow? Where are we projecting you to be at? Then what we do is then you take that 20% shock risk from those earnings and is your projected earnings enough to kind of absorb, you know, some of that shock risk? Is it a great, are your earnings great enough to, you know, absorb some of that shock risk and still have a positive cash flow or not? If it, you know, is positive, that's great. You're basically the steps end here, your risk chain ends here. You've, you didn't lose any money. Um, you are still had enough profitability built into that cash flow to be successful for the year. Um, if it's not, and you end up with a negative cash flow or you know negative earnings, then we have to look to the next level to see, okay, what what's next? How can we absorb that loss? Where does it go from here in my business you know operation? So step three, that next step is working capital. We hear quite a bit about working capital throughout the lending process. Could you just walk us through what you're looking at? Working capital is your current assets minus your current liabilities. What do you have? From a current asset position at that given point in time, typically we do end of year 1231 balance sheets and when we're doing these analysis. So at you know the end of the year, what do you have for a current asset that could be easily liquidated? Generally it's crop 
or livestock or cash on hand, prepaid expenses, we factor into that because you've already paid for them. So you've already had the cash outlay and those could probably be resold or turned into cash. And then the current liability is what do you have for, you know, immediate expenses left to finish out the current year. Now, it's not necessarily saying what you have to pay for next year, you know, things like that. It's what's left over for the current year. And that includes, you know, payments due to, you know, maybe you got some inputs out there left to pay for, other um, land rents, things like that, accrued interest, also operating lines. What do you have left on your operating line? And then term payments. What do you have for principal and interest payments that are coming due that are meant to be taken care of with what you've, you know, raised or produced for that certain year. So your current assets minus current liabilities, if you have a positive healthy level, should be able to absorb or we would like to see be able to absorb that initial 20% shock risk if your earnings did not absorb it. If you have a healthy enough working capital or cash position, you should be able to absorb that loss plus have, you know, at least at minimum enough left over to still be in the positive a minimum figure we like to see for working capital, kind of a minimum farm financial standard in that egg country we look at, you know, at minimum is about 15% of your adjusted gross farm income revenue. We like to see probably a higher level than 15% because it gives you, again, that ability to absorb bigger earning losses and still have plenty of working capital on hand to, you know, go into next year and maybe absorb another loss. So, you know, the old adages we like to say is cash is king. And if you get enough working capital to absorb earning losses, you're, you're sitting very good. So, All right. So let's pick it up with step number four, which is capital debt repayment capacity. What are you as a lender looking for here and what should listeners know about this step? Well, we are, you know, in what we call an earnings trend lender. We like to see operations have an earnings trend, obviously, because it's a healthy measure that at least they're making money every year and progressing their operation forward, progressing that balance sheet forward. The repayment capacity, you know, it's your projected amount of available cash flow to meet your annual demands or your repayment demands. You know, that is your repayment demands is principal and interest for capital loans, leases, and then what we call capital asset replacement and um, also your working capital deficiency. And you know, we talk about working capital, if it was your working capital does not cover the risk, we consider you to be working capital deficient. So I'm kind of touching back on that, but we factor that in. If you're short on working capital at the minimum, then we roll that into being a payment demand, essentially saying you have to have X amount built into your cash flow every year to help rebuild your working capital back up to our minimum. So your capital debt repayment capacity, we measure it in a terms of a percentage. It's calculated by taking, adding your net earnings after tax and family living, plus the depreciation and interest on the capital debt. You know, depreciation, we use a 10% use cost. as just kind of a standard across the board versus, you know, tax depreciation. So your depreciation and your interest on capital debt, we add that um, to your net earnings because our depreciation is a non-cash figure. And interest will be taken out in those demands then again later. So then you divide that total CDRC number, your net earnings, depreciation, and interest divided by your total demands, your principal interest. And then that percent you get is essentially what is your operations ability to meet those demands. If that percent is at 100%, you're basically what I say is essentially at a, a complete break-even year. It means every single dollar you earned went and was committed to servicing your debt and your repayment demands. 
We have a minimum of 115% for kind of our financial standards. We like to see that means at least you've got 15% moving forward every year. Your, you know, your financial progression is moving forward every year by at least a little bit. Do we like to see better than 115%? Yes, of course. I mean, if we can have 200%, 300%, that's an excellent place to be. Not everybody's going to get there, but at least at 115%, you're seeing progress. So if we're you know, below 115% or even getting below 100%, then you know, we have to look towards that next step in the chain, You know what's available there to help us get to a point where we can you know, meet that repayment capacity. All right. And that next step in the chain is step number five, owner equity. How does this factor into your equation? Your owner equity is the, the share of total assets of a business. It's your total assets minus total liabilities that gives you what your net worth is. Uh, your net worth is the dollar value of the equity in your farm and your, you know, your business. The owner equity, it's measured by a percent and that's calculated by taking your net worth divided by your total assets. You know, again, as a minimum financial standard we like to see is your owner equity percent being at least 50% or higher. You know, that means that you own at least 50% of your balance sheet. If it's higher, great. It means you've got more of your balance sheet available to you to take on additional debt, you know, and it helps you kind of, if you're not meeting those repayment standards, as we discussed earlier, you know, it gives us some options to get you back up higher in that risk chain. And we do that by using that balance sheet and the equity you have available to restructure out and add additional term debt. We can maybe take some shorter intermediate term debt. And, you know, if you've got land available or longer term assets available, we can use that to term out that debt, you know, on longer term to fit your cash flow better. So when you've got debt, whether it's short or intermediate term, and we, uh, if your balance sheet allows and you've got the assets available in the form of land, and we could term it out longer term, that lowers your payments. You know, then it helps fit your cash flow better to get your CDRC percent higher again. And then when you again, when you have a higher CDRC percent, then it allows you your balance sheet to progress forward, allows you to retire debt easier, and then you're not relying on you know it's not chewing into your working capital position. So it, your owner equity is important in terms of debt structuring, and it kind of can reverberate back up the risk chain again and move you back up the risk chain if you're structuring your debt properly to meet your cash flow needs. Step number six is collateral, and we are towards the end of the risk chain. If somebody has gotten to this point, how many other options are there beyond this step? Well, we have a few different options. I mean, collateral is an important piece of it. I mean, as a farm operation, the assets you give up and agree with your borrower, the creditor, you know, it's the items you're agreeing to pledge to the creditor that can be resold if a loan is not repaid. We typically try to have adequate collateral when we start borrowing, but when you progress down the risk chain, we like to think of it as the last step we don't want to have to have guys sell machinery or sell land. Again, it's kind of a last option. If we can't, if they don't have adequate earnings, if they don't have adequate working capital, you know, the repayment capacity isn't met, they don't have owner equity that we can restructure out a loan to fit cash flow, then, well, we're at the collateral piece that, hey, this is what we have. You know, you're going to have to sell some of these assets to pay down that debt. And it, it is often a last resort. And we, we try to set the customer up and ourselves up to not get to that point. This risk chain is a tool for the creditor, you know, to help themselves understand where the farm business is in the risk chain. I always like to have go through this and have my borrowers understand it because I feel it's important. A lot of them, you know, don't really understand what 
could happen to their balance sheet on a given loss year. And this can help them understand, okay, what what is my risk level? What what risk level can my operation bear or undertake? And am I comfortable with that risk level? All right, Parker. Well, thank you very much for spending some time and joining us and, and walking us through this topic. Yeah, thank you, Adam. That is Parker Wiltsey, who serves as the VP Branch Manager for Egg Country in Lisbon, North Dakota. If you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can send Egg Country a message on Facebook, tweet at us on Twitter, or submit your question using our website at www.eggcountry.com.